Good morning. What's poppin', everybody? This is Ant. You are listening to episode three of the PSA Poppy podcast. Thanks for tuning in on this show today. We are going to get into some things. We gonna, we gonna get into some things. Hey, homie, you need some help? I wanted to get into some listener letters. I'm going to call this segment Ask Poppy. So this is hashtag Ask Poppy. And a few of you guys reached out to me. You can do so by emailing me at psapoppy at gmail.com. Again, that's psapoppy at gmail.com. And you can hit me with your questions, concerns, whatever. But you can also hit me with questions asking for advice. And that's what this is. So I'm going to read you guys the first one that I received. And um, we will get into it. Now, listen. I know some of y'all be getting at me because sometimes the way I tell my stories, I get deep into context. Context is important. Y'all don't know what the hell I'm talking about if I don't if I don't give you context, if I don't give you the ample detail to help you understand the full scope of the situation. All right? So <laughs> I may, you know, sprinkle some anecdotes and, you know, kind of get into it, but y'all can bear with me. Now, the first listener letter I got goes like this. It's from a girl. She goes... I'm going on a date on Friday and my date <laughs> and my <laughs> sorry. <laughs> All right. I'm going on a date on Friday. <laughs> I can't get through it. I'm going on a date on Friday and my date may or may not be gay. <laughs> what are some tips and tricks to find out if your man's is truly gay or just a metro boy? Ooh, okay. Um, girl. Uh, uh, ciao. I'm going on a date on Friday, and my date may or may not be gay. What are some tips and tricks to find out if your man's is truly gay or just a metro boy? Listen, first of all, I, I want to start off by pointing out that assuming someone's sexuality is a very dangerous game. It is a game you don't want to play. Because um, you, you, chances are you're going to be wrong. You might be wrong. It's just, don't do it. Honestly, just even the way the question is phrased, you're saying that he may or may not be gay. What if he's bisexual? What if this man that you, you know, for some reason you, you've picked up on something that may make you think he's, he might be gay. What if, like me, he's actually bisexual and he's into girls and his interest in you is 100% completely valid? You've already, like, written him off because you're assuming that he might just be gay. At which point, like, is, do you, do you have a problem with him being bisexual? So listen, like, just the idea of being able to tell somebody's sexuality has everything to do with gender performance. So, like, the way we have through our culture and tradition been socialized to act out gender roles. So, think about it this way. If a girl is gay and she presents as femme or feminine, you can't really tell. Like, she can look like your typical girly girl, you're all super cute and whatever, all done up, nails, hair done, hair done, everything did. And she'd be getting more pussy than Tristan Thompson. And you just wouldn't know it. Whereas if a guy even shows a hint of what is outside the norm, even the slightest, like the slightest hint, so many girls instantly are just turned off by it. And the assumption is that the guy is just flat out gay or maybe flat out gay. So, I mean, I get it. Like y'all want a man. Y'all want a manly man, which is actually really funny because there are a lot of niggas who I, I <laughs> listen, I, maybe y'all don't know. Matter of fact, you're from Atlanta, so you should know there are a lot of niggas who don't look like they got an ounce of gay in them. And then they out here wilding on the low. And I mean wilding. And then at the same time, I mean, there are a lot of straight niggas, a lot of these manly men and that y'all are looking for. And they just they don't even they don't know how to eat it right. 
They don't know what foreplay is. They don't know how it works. They think it doesn't benefit them, so they don't have any interest in doing it. They don't know how to read or respond to a body. And so it's like, there are a lot of y'all having some truly mediocre sex, and it's just sad. (laughs) Now, then there's the idea of, okay, let's say he's bisexual. There's the idea of a lot of people don't like dating bisexual people because there's the idea that uh, there's, there's competition, that, oh, if you're straight, you don't want to be dating a bi person because you feel like you're in competition with the whole world. You got to worry about men and women coming for your partner. And it's like, listen, it doesn't work. It doesn't quite work like that. If you're a straight woman, you don't see every single straight man you come across and want to play bop with his dick. If you're a straight man, you sure as hell don't look at everyone on earth and automatically want to dive in like Trey Songs. That's just, that's just not how it works. So if you feel that way... If you really feel like you'd be in competition with the whole world, then you have a much bigger problem on your hands. You have a much bigger problem in your relationship. And that problem is a lack of trust in your partner. Trust is the foundation of any relationship. If you don't have it, there is no stability. There is no accountability. There's nothing. There's no nothing. So if you're genuinely worried that your man is out here cheating, if you know that he's looking elsewhere when he already has something at home, or that he's not gonna hold it down when a host come out to play. If you're worried that your man, bitch, if you're worried that your man out here like BJ's with the samples, then sis, that's not your man. That's not your man. If you know that your girl is out here sampling coochie like Costco, then no, that's not yours. That's for everybody. And another side to it is, they may not even be doing that. If you suspect it and there's no basis, your ass just may be insecure. In which case, you don't trust them and you have absolutely no business being with them. Like, in my last relationship, it was like two years ago, I was accused of cheating all the time. All the time! And I didn't do it. Not once. I never did it. And y'all know what it is. Y'all know. Bitch! Y'all know what the fuck it is. Y'all know all of this. So you know I have plenty of opportunities. But as a matter of fact, I always kept it 100. Anytime anything was happening, whether it was, you know, somebody in my DMs or somebody from the past, like trying to like text me to see what's up or anybody in person doing the most, I always was transparent about it because that's just how I am. Like I got nothing to hide and I I like communicating. I'm like, it's better I go ahead and say something than not. But, you know, people who are insecure, they can't handle that. You know, none of that shit matters and and it's not okay. But you know what? That has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. And, and and if that's the case, y'all got no business being in a relationship. But anyway, let me bring it back. So his sexual orientation, just to be very, very clear with you, to be very frank with you, his sexual orientation is no business but his own. It's not your fucking business. It, it really isn't. Um, I went to Emerson College, as I had mentioned before. Um, and Emerson is a very, it's like a theater, liberal arts, like media, film, whatever the fuck school. And it's hella gay. There's a saying, uh, freshman year, it's like a pack a day or gay by May. Meaning that if by the, that by the end of the year, you're probably smoking a pack a day or you've already come out one or the other, like so many men, it's not the majority, but so many men are gay. And freshman year, I remember at one point being in a friend's room. It was a whole bunch of us. And um, I w- you know, we were all sitting all across the room, like on beds, floors, et cetera, et cetera. We were just chilling. And I remember there was a group of kids. They're all like really, they were like a, their little squad or whatever. 
I wasn't really friends with them, but a group of kids tried to out, try to get me to out myself. They were like, they flat out put me on the spot and they were like, are you sure you're not gay? Like they were just pressing it and pressing it. And I'm like, damn bitch. And obviously I felt attacked and I kept denying it and denying it because at that moment it was not my time to be open with everybody. You know, there were people that knew and there were people that didn't know. I that, At that time I kept it um, much more under wraps. But fact of the matter is it wasn't anybody's business. And the way they badgered me and tried to out me publicly, like that was mad fucked up. A couple of days later, I remember being in the common room and one of the, you know, a couple of them were there and one of them being mad fucking shady, uh, speaking about another situation. But of course, the one shade at me in the process was like, you know, I don't I just don't understand why somebody wouldn't just be out. This is the gayest place. Like, why wouldn't you be? And I'm like, bro, what don't you understand? Y'all motherfuckers out here living in a bubble. Emerson College is fucking Disney summer camp. Y'all don't know shit. It's full of privileged ass kids who don't know shit, but but this, and it's like, yo, people have lives outside this bubble. There are influences. There are things people got to do with family, culture, religion. This shit doesn't stop here, on on this little corner of Boylston and Tremont. That's not what this is, and it plays into stereotypes about gays because it's like, y'all are acting like, oh, I can't be myself, and it's like, yo, I wasn't sharing this one aspect of myself but I wasn't pretending to be anything that I wasn't either it's like when you're a man with a same sex attraction the assumption is and this is from within and from outside of the community as well the assumption is that you're all about glitter and feathers and and, and musicals and shit and that's not what I was about at 18, 19 years old, I was about hip-hop and t-shirts and traveling. I was about blunts and burritos and pop culture and social justice and it's like yo, like that's cool that you have those interests it's cool that you have those tastes but they're not mine I'm not you. We are not the same. And that's okay. That's okay. So your sexuality is something that's super, super sacred. Anybody who tries to pry about it needs to back the fuck up. It literally is not anybody else's business. And so many times when people try to pry about it, it's with malicious intent. I had a situation actually where, um, and it happened when I was in college where um, I used to have a friend that was a grade above me in high school. And when I was in college, we we, we like became friends or whatever, like after the fact. Uh, and when I was in college, we became friends and he kind of confided in me and whatever about him being, you know, gay or whatever or, or bi, whatever the fuck he is. And, um, you know, I kind of helped him with the process of kind of figuring things out or so I thought that's that's what was happening. And now we became cool and we would hook up sometimes, et cetera, et cetera. But like this this person had, you know, his thing going on at his school and I would have my thing going on at my school and we would tell each other like our stories and like what we, you know, who would, uh, you know, hooking up with and things like that. And we, we, were, we were mad cool. So it was like we would do our thing. Uh, we would like hook up together, but it wasn't never nothing crazy. Like we, it was a friendship. It was like a friend with benefit situation and we looked out for each other otherwise. Bruh, why one day, mind you, <laughs> this happened in the wintertime and I had just texted this nigga Merry Christmas. And uh, a few days later, I come to find out from um, one of my best friends that her boyfriend, who I'm also cool with, happened to see this nigga on a train on a fucking blue line in Boston and that guy had the nerve to tell my bestie's boyfriend that I have fucked his cousin or some shit like that. Which, mind you, wasn't even true. This is what happened. Basically, what happened was... There was this other dude that was at my school, at my college, who was a year or two older than me. 
and he had taken an interest in me. We literally hooked up one time. And when I say hooked up, I literally mean just made out, just kissed. We didn't do nothing but kiss that time. Then there was another time that he tried to hook up with me. He, you know, he had been at a bar and near my dorm or whatever. And he was like a little, you know, a little drunk or whatever and was trying to hit me. It was like kind of, you know, pushing it and pushing it. And it was a different time. And so instead of just being like, nah, I'm not really with it, I kind of just went along with it until we're in the middle of, of the act or whatever. And I was like, you know what? This is, I'm not, I'm not about this. Uh, and I, and I, I ended it right there. And niggas was mad because he had eaten my ass. I didn't eat his, but you know, it is what it is. I was like, I'm not, I'm not hooking up with you right now. I'm not enthusiastic about this. I don't have to be doing this. This is, this is not it. So niggas was salty about that. Um, that was in winter of 2013. Next semester I had studied abroad. And in March of 2014, I was in, I was going to be in Barcelona for a week, for a day um, on a particular weekend. And for some reason, I mean, this dude wasn't studying abroad, but for some reason he was going to be there and he was trying to get me to ditch the people that I was with, um, trying to tell me, oh, I got a room, I got a, a spot for the night that I come through that I listen on the third. And I was like, I curved him. I was like, nah, I'm not doing that. So fast forward to, we had a falling out in August of 2014 because I had made a Facebook post about an officer that had been fired for something at my school because that same officer had done something to me regarding like police misconduct. And uh, we got into an argument because he didn't like a comment that I made and I was not, I was not with the shits. So you can imagine my surprise when this dude who I fell out with in August 2014 all of a sudden pops back into my life somehow in December because apparently he's cousins with the dude who was supposedly my friend. And he turned him against me. And the, the, the dude who was supposedly my friend, instead of hitting me up and be like, hey, yo, what's up? Was a bitch ass nigga and started just trashing me to people. And, and, and spreading my quote unquote business. That's not even really my business because that's not even what happened. I didn't even know they were cousins, but that shit shouldn't even matter because first of all, I wasn't even looking for that nigga. And secondly, the, my, my, my quote unquote friend, we, were, we weren't even in a relationship. We were friends. And I was fucking my people and he was fucking his people. So it's like, what the fuck is the problem? Why are you fucking mad? You got a problem? Like, say some shit. Hit me up and see what's up. Why you out here? No, niggas are stupid. So my bestie's boyfriend is like, uh? <laughs> like fucking Scooby-Doo ears. So he tells my, my friend like, yo, like I saw so-and-so and, and they said this. My friend, thank, and thank God I had saw her what was up. But my friend just looked at him and was like, but Anthony fucked him though. Stupid. <laughs> This one nigga really had the nerve to try to out me to God knows who out here violating something so sacred. And this is supposed to be somebody who's my friend, supposedly, that for some reason all of a sudden got an issue with me. I don't know why. And instead of speaking with me, they got to be a little bitch. And they got to go ahead and put my business out there and shit. And, the, and in the meantime, this this nigga's not even out himself. This nigga dead ass had the nerve to try to out, <laughs> try to out me. Stupid. And he's out here on the raps, keeping his shit in private, acting like I didn't fuck him. <laughs> No, you fucking lying. I know you lying. Acting like I didn't hit that shit in my dorm room when I had fucking mono, nigga. <laughs> this nigga, I deadass had, I deadass, <laughs> I deadass topped this nigga. I deadass gave this nigga the pipe when I had mono. And niggas can't, I'm not even gonna put him out there because Lord knows I'm a forgiving person. But bitch, I got receipts. You don't want to try it with me. I deadass, I get his, I deadass having mono, which some of y'all may not know what mono is. Mono is like a virus that um, it makes you super, super, super tired for a couple months. And it's the absolute worst. You just, you can't really do nothing but sleep and you can't really move much. And actually um, exerting too much physical force may actually be bad for you. But yeah, I deadass like gave this nigga the pipe while I had mono in my dorm room. We specifically didn't kiss because like I, nigga had mono and that's how you spread it. 
<laughs> and I even uh, we even like chatted after whatever, and it was like oh this one time it was like oh like I remember when you um, when you gave me that date da 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 da, da. and I'm like bro like I I did I said mono like I didn't even I didn't even do like I wasn't even wilding like I didn't even hit it properly like I that I had fucking mono niggas was tired. <laughs> But anyway, point is, anytime anybody tries to expose somebody's sexuality or figure out if someone is gay or not, usually they do so with malicious intent. And quite honestly, that's something that's sacred and it's not anybody's fucking business, but that person's. So listen, if you suspect that this guy that you're going to see, that you're going to go on a date with, likes men and you want no parts, do two things. Number one, recognize that you have a bias and that it's problematic. And two, stay your ass away. Like, just just keep that ass away. Even if after this little talk, after you listen, you recognize your own biases, you don't automatically, you don't just change. This shit ain't a light switch. All of your preconceived notions, all your socialization, it doesn't just go up in the air and all of a sudden you're an enlightened ass motherfucker. That's not how things work. So I think you should stay away. Because listen, if you find out that he's into men and women, you're probably going to feel a way about it. So nothing's going to move forward. If he's open with you and you find out that he's gay, that he's only into men, nothing's going to move forward anyway. And chances are you're going to tell your girls and it'll open up some entire bullshit situation with speculation and ridicule and rumors that he clearly doesn't want to deal with. And that's why he's, you know, hiding it to begin with. And if he is gay and is not open about it with you, if he tries to pretend that he's not, then it's going to be unfair to you because he's going to be wasting your time and using you, what, for status or like a beard to to mask his sexuality and and look to everybody else, uh, keep up appearances and make it seem like he's actually straight. And if he flat out tells you that he's straight, you know, even if he's actually telling the truth, you and your friends probably still not going to believe him. And that's and that's another trust issue that you're causing in a in a potential, you know, dating or whatever the fuck relationship right there. So what really is the point? In conclusion, sis, let that man go. There's plenty of men out there. You dumb pretty, too, which a lot of people can't say that. So, you know, you could find yourself a man who, you know. Is straight, straight, if that's what you're looking for. But if, just don't fuck with this nigga, bro. Like, it's, especially if, if it's who I think it is. Because I, I met you, what, back when that Meek Mill album dropped. So that was, what, back in, like, November or so? Whenever the fuck that album dropped. And, and y'all were all talking about, you and all your girls in your hotel room were all talking about it. So it's been how many months? It's been well over half a year, sis. And you still out here speculating on whether this nigga's gay or not? Let it go. You know deep in your heart this nigga might be gay. And if that's a problem with you, then you need to just... (laughs) You need to let that shit go like Keisha Cole, bro. Let it go. All right, all right. Let's get into question number two. (laughs) Okay. Dear Poppy. I feel like like fucking Amanda Bynes on all that. Dear Ashley, that's me. Dear Poppy. I'm going to try to keep this as short and to the point as possible, but please keep in mind this is only a taste of the buffoonery. I was in a friendship with this girl from high school for a really long time. We fell off in college but picked back up because we both moved to LA afterwards. In the beginning, it was dope. Like, literally the homie. Anyway, fast forward to now and tell me why this girl decided to block slash ignore slash forget my existence because I took another friend over her to a festival. Mind you, I've taken this friend to Coachella. Damn, bitch. Multiple festivals, a few concerts, I even got her and her mom to see Erica Badu VIP experience, drink passes, parking, all free. 
And a few months before, we got into it, and she wanted to tell me, I'm not friends with you because of the tickets. <laughs> You're my girl. <laughs> yeah, that's what they all say. If something, I can't. If, so, if something is bothering you, I want you to tell me. Okay, this is mature. I'm being so sincere. Uh, so you can imagine my surprise when I come to find out she no longer wants to be my friend because I'm quote-unquote flaky, spend too much time with other people, I work too much, sorry, trying to get to my bag. But come to find out, it was really because I took another friend to a festival that she wouldn't have even wanted to go. Fast forward to this week, it has been close to three months of no communication, just that passive-aggressive liking BS on Instagram and Facebook. I posted a few jobs on IG on my IG page, forgot she was on my close friends list. Guess who comes asking me to put in a good word? I was baffled. She didn't even acknowledge that she just cut me off and then talked poorly of me to friends I introduced her to, told them that they had to choose between me or her. Like, it's just so whack. And then asked me for a job? This girl is a narcissist. She's been known to only keep people in her circle that have value to her, i.e. friends who can produce her shows, friends who can give her free tics. She's a type who will do anything for clout. I guess my question is, do I reach out to tell her about herself and how it affected me, or do I just let it go? Do I keep her on socials? I've muted her pages so I don't see her post slash stories, but she's always watching mine. If she apologizes, do I accept her back? We were so good, but she messed up. Oh, child. Girl, let me tell you. Being in the music industry, as you and I are, sometimes that comes with perks. Sometimes, you know, you can finesse things for a friend also, and sometimes you can't. And I love doing things for my friends. Like, like it's dope to be able to go to a show and have an all-access pass and bring a friend along with me as a plus one and have a good-ass damn time. It's it's dope to um, go to a music festival and be able to have a, a, another friend added VIP. Like, that's, that's dope. It's fucking lit. But why does she think she's entitled to all of this? Like, this is, this is a perk. It's a bonus. It's not a given. It's not a requirement. That's not part of your friendship. If, if you weren't at this job, what would she be getting out of this friendship other than? Like, what, what, why would she be your friend? You don't have to do any of that. And she has to understand that just as she has other friends, hopefully anyway, because this bitch sounds trifling as fuck, you also have other friends too. Like, the fuck is she complaining about? You took her ass to Coachella. The fuck? I wish a bitch would. Like, not just anybody gets that. Ayo, we got Coachella passes, but we didn't get plus ones. You out here getting whole plus ones to Coachella and giving it to her? And she, nah, come on, dog. So listen, actions speak louder than words. So she can go ahead and she can say that she's not your friend just for tickets and VIP experiences, but actually, what is she really showing you? I know exactly what you mean by a uh, uh, do anything for cloud ass bitch. When I started working at our last job, you know, I was still the same person. I was still broke as hell. I was still the same me. But suddenly, with a level of access that's sexy to a lot of people, so people would be seeing all my stories, me going to shows, and, you know, know that I knew, knew that I knew information, and I'm backstage at this tour, and I'm at this festival, and certain people suddenly grew an interest. And I noticed that, especially in dating, and you can tell real quick when somebody's more interested in that than in you. And it's gross. It's it's so off-putting. So, no. Absolutely not. I can understand, like, flakiness being a concern because I know all of us have had to cancel on plans last minute because we're in the office morning to night. Uh, and 
things like that can be addressed with communication. It's really all about setting and managing expectations. But complaining that you work too much? Bitch! Is she fucking paying your bills? Is she cutting you that bi-weekly check? Is she at least fucking... Ca- I don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to hear that shit. If you're not fucking cash apping me on a weekly basis, I don't need you fucking telling me I'm working too much. I know, bitch, you don't think I know? They're my hours that I'm doing. But something got to pay the bills. Somebody got to pay them. And it's not coming from you, bitch. Stupid. So listen, your work is tough. You work long hours. It is what it is, right? Any true friend would understand your hustle and the position that you're in, given that at least you're communicating. And they would afford you some grace. You're not some random bitch with a part-time. You are that bitch in what you do. And that requires a lot. Like, you are not just dealing with anybody. Like, your boss is one of the biggest agents out there with some of the biggest clients, period, in music at all. Like, like in, in the fucking world. So, I would hope that anybody with some sense would understand exactly what the fuck that means. Friendships are absolutely a give and take situation. But if you're doing your best, not being an asshole, and, and you know, doing your part to keep it alive, then why the fuck is she mad? And it's funny because I'm reading this, and I remember the job postings that you're talking about on the, um, the close friends list. And it's like, listen. Li- listen. Let me tell you this. I don't do that passive-aggressive shit. If I don't fuck with you, if I don't fuck with you, you know it, period. That this girl not only distanced herself, but took it further and had the nerve to trash you to your mutuals and try to make it an ultimatum situation. What kind of childish-ass, dramatic-ass shit is that? Bitch. She sound like a whole kindergartner. I thought you graduated from college, though. What's up? He needs some milk. And then on top of that, wanted you, you, the person she trashed, to put in a good word. I know. She, bye. And regarding her, you know, you know, you having her on mute and whatever, and she's out here watching you. I love it. I love it. I love a bitch who mad at you and watch all your stories. Like, mm-hmm, that's right. Still out here, living my best life, and I know you're enjoying the view. Best seat in the house, the one I gave you. <laughs> so listen, sis, how you handle this depends on your conflict style. If... You're somebody who'd rather avoid the drama, you want to focus on self-preservation, and you got too much going on. You can keep her on your socials, you know, keep her muted or whatever. Make up whatever it is you want to say regarding the job. You know, there's only going to be so many applicants anyway, so chances that she's going to be contacted is super slim. So she shouldn't honestly suspect anything unless she's a you know paranoid-ass bitch. And moving forward, you could just keep your distance knowing how she is, but I'm not conflict-avoiding. Like, that's that's not that's not me. I See, that, no. I absolutely have no problem with confrontation. I'm obsessed with justice and I can't stand a fake bitch. So personally, I would arrange a sit down. Preferably in a public setting because you never know how bitch, how she's going to go down. And you don't want you to turn into love and hip hop in a private home. <laughs> uh, but I would tell her what's up straight up. Like, listen, this is how I feel. It was very obvious that you distanced yourself in the last few months. And I came to find out that you were, you know, I... I heard that you were talking shit and you didn't think that I would hear it. (laughs) Like, bitch, hit her with that, you know, young Gwen Stefani. And, you know, be very specific when you're talking about it and and saying what what she's done. Do your best to keep calm. I'm a very passionate person, as y'all know. Um, But the more calm you are in a situation like this, the more control you present, the more it pisses them off. That you both have the nerve to call them out on their bullshit and still have the reserve to seem unbothered and just absolutely over them. And see how the conversation goes. You know, sometimes people see the error in their ways. Sometimes they're, uh, they bec- all of a sudden become self-aware and understand the concept, the very important concept of accountability. And, you know, 
even if that's the case, you can be careful. And I had a friend that told me about the concept of like handling someone like there's certain friends that you keep closer and other friends that you keep um, a little bit further out. It's like handling them with like a long handled spoon. Like she might just have to be, you know, somebody that you deal with with a long ass spoon, maybe like a, a fucking ladle, if, if you will. Um, but my best guess not to be negative, but my best guess is that she might not be receptive. She might be mad. You know, people don't like when you tell them about themselves. So in which case, you both can disagree and go about your separate ways. And that's fine. Sometimes, you know, people are meant to be in your life for certain seasons. And it may just be that hers is past. Like, there are friends that I used to have with only part of them I still have right now are pictures of, you know, some fun-ass memories and some really good true religion shorts that I got at 70% off before he quit his managing job. Another, you know, served the purpose of Showing me what brotherhood was in my formative years. And the purpose that I ended up serving in the end was heartbreak and understanding how to love and respect myself and what I truly deserve, what a, what a healthy friendship looks like. So it might just be that her season has passed and, you know, that's fine. But either way, whatever the case is, whether or not you decide to remain friends with that fake ass bitch, I want you to know two things. Number one, forgiveness, when you reach it, is such a beautiful and liberating thing. You can cut someone off. And you can come to forgive them and you'll be fine. And it doesn't mean that you have to fuck with them all of a sudden or you, you have to hang out or, you know, be friends again. Y'all could be on your own very separate ways, but you just have that peace and you're good on your end. And that's it. To get biblical on you, you know, Ephesians 4 talks a lot about forgiveness. And honestly, it's it's I would go ahead and I would re- take a look at that and read that and, you know, carry that in your heart. It's not really good to, you know, go around carrying grudges and shit like that. Now, to go ahead and, and I wouldn't forget these things because they've taught you lessons, but I wouldn't hold it against these people. Um, and number two, that bitch does not deserve that job. Already we know she's unqualified for it, and I'd be damned if you refer somebody like her to work in my motherfucking office. I know you lying. Uh-uh. Absolutely not. All right, so last question I want to share with you guys today. I did get quite a few, but we didn't get to them today. I want to make sure that I address them fully, whether it be privately or here on the show, but I want to give a full experience. So this is the last one. Dear PSA Bobby. That's me! I won't make this too long, so here it is. I love my boyfriend, but hate having sex with him. <laughs> Child. <laughs> He's a fine black man who's carrying eight inches of timber with an athlete's body, but I don't find myself getting well with him unless he's giving me head. But as soon as his dick gets near me, I get dry and tighten up. It's as if my pussy's saying, sorry, we're closed, when he's about to enter me. We've tried a variety of things, for example, lube and coconut oil, But after a few strokes, it's all absorbed and I'm dry again. I spend a lot of time, oh gosh, I spend a lot of our time faking it. But really, I'm in pain because without moisture, that shit hurts. I even lie and save my period to avoid him wanting to have sex. One night, I went out to a house party with my bestie and ran into a nigga from school that's fine as fuck and haven't been able to stop thinking about him. Don't get me wrong, I haven't contacted him. But now when me and my man have sex, I picture that other nigga and his... (laughs) And this waterfalls, hashtag TLC. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> you took me back to Juicy J. Shout it, pussy, so wet. Waterfall, TLC. I'm so fucking mad. Is this considered cheating? Am I wrong for this? Or is this just a sacrifice I'm making for our relationship? Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can't. I can't. Okay. Well, it sounds like you got a huge fucking problem on your hands. Because if you're not having fun having sex, you shouldn't be having it at all. Girl. There's levels to this shit. So, first and foremost, you say that you love him. But you didn't mention anything about him and, and, and loving him aside from his physical attributes, him being athletic and packing wood like a lumberjack. So do you really love him? Because, I mean, as someone who's, you know, you know, dumb, you know, dumb, you know, been, been I'm not going to say I've been around, but I ain't not been around, bitch. As someone who's been out here previously, just so y'all know, by the way, I'm celibate. I ain't fucked nobody all 2019. On purpose, obviously. Um, so, you know, I don't know. Lord Jesus only knows how I've made it through fucking July and through the summertime, bitch. I've also done, uh, what is this, now six months? Six months, no blunts, bitch. I haven't smoked a blunt in six months. That's wild. I know people are going to be like, nigga, what? How? Yeah, right, exactly. I don't know. It's not by me. It's by the grace of God. Um, but, you know, niggas is making changes and shit. And, but as somebody who's, you know, been out here previously, I can tell you for a fact that uh, it's so much better to have sex with somebody that you love. The sex is fucking amazing. It just it go it just hits a whole it hits in a whole different way. Um, so that you say that you love this person, but somehow your pussy turned into the Sahara when y'all going at it. That just mm, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, obviously, also, you know, everybody's different. Everybody has varying levels of wetness. But it sounds to me like the sudden dryness is an anomaly for you. Uh, like, not something that you've experienced with other people. It's obviously not something you experience when you think about this other nigga. So, you know, not to quote R. Kelly or nothing, you know, on, on some, my mind's telling me no, but my body, my body! Bitch, maybe your body's telling you no. Maybe your mind is telling you yes, and your body's the one out here saying, sis, stop it. Stop it, five. We not, like, no. Your body is absolutely trying to shut this shit down. Now, again, I'm not no biologist. I'm not no, no sex therapist, right? So, you know, see somebody licensed some shit. They say ain't no official advice. Disclaimer, bitch. Y'all ain't about to get me like that. I'm not going out like this. But something tells me, you know, maybe you're not... Something, it might be something in your subconscious. It's just like, why is your body shutting down like this for this one person? You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, when you fuck somebody you love, it's supposed to be fucking fireworks. It's supposed to be lit. So this shit is messy. I, sis, I don't know what y'all love looks like. I don't know what y'all really out here doing. But this person may not be it for you. Maybe y'all need to reevaluate your relationship and see what actually you think love is and what it actually is. Is your relationship healthy? Does he nurture it? Because honestly, foreplay is not even just in the bedroom. First of all, is a nigga doing foreplay outside of just eating you? Has he figured out all your spots? But foreplay doesn't even begin in the bedroom. Foreplay is literally like, it's low-key a whole day thing. If y'all are spending a day out, the whole preparation for fucking somebody, or the, like, there's a buildup that happens throughout the day. That it, it's, it's with the little things. Like, the, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just like having a good time, being loving and caring. A little whisper in your ear, a little grab here and there. Like, just it honestly is a bunch of little things that add up and, you know, just take you to that place. The fact that this other nigga didn't have to do a single thing at all and he's out here, you know, got you out here spurting waterfalls and shit. 
Bitch. This nigga can do nothing. He got you out here like T-bars. Come on. So yeah, is this cheating? Mm, I mean, a biblical answer would be you're lusting. So you're already fucking up. You're already sinning. Um, you know, are you wrong for this? <laughs> That's not a question that I'm in a position to answer. But is this is this just a sacrifice that you're making for our relationship? Is what the sacrifice? You having terrible sex? Bitch, terrible sex ain't no, no. I mean, unless you guys are being celibate and you guys are not sexually active and you guys are waiting till marriage or something like that. But if if y'all are in a, in a relationship, there are two people in a relationship and these two people are sexually active. What that means is both people need to be getting their nut. Part of the pleasure of having sex is giving the other person pleasure. Like, you need to be reciprocating. Reciprocity is the shit. If y'all not reciprocating, this ain't a relationship, period. So if he's getting his nut and you're not getting yours, that's a problem. So no, you absolutely should not be sacrificing your nut for his. That's not healthy. That's not a healthy relationship. I'm going to tell you that right now. So maybe you need to go back and do some reevaluating and do some thinking or something like that. But this, just, this, 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 this ain't it. And it's not going to last. Here you are thinking about other niggas and you haven't acted on it yet. But that's just so far to this point. Who's to say next week it won't it won't materialize? Who's to say all of a sudden you won't, you know, say his name instead of your, 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 your man's name? Child, this is messy, but let me tell you something going on here. And um, you need to do some thinking because I know damn well ain't nobody tying me down who ain't making me nut. To freedom! <laughs> Whew. Listen. I'm absolutely wiped out from answering all your first world problems, but go ahead and send me some more at psapapi at gmail.com. Again, the email is psapapi at gmail.com, and I will go ahead and address them on a later show. Also, now that we're on Apple and Spotify, um, you can go ahead and you can subscribe there, and you can give me that rating on Apple. Just so you know, by the way, you don't need an Apple Music subscription to listen to me on Apple. How is that? Well, with the podcast app that automatically comes onto your phone, you can listen to me there for free. You should already have it on your phone. A lot of you, if you don't, it's because you deleted it thinking it would be useless, but guess what? It's not anymore. So go ahead, re-download that hoe, and give me them five stars. Thanks, and I will see y'all next time. PSA Papi, out.